Uh, if you're not able to attend or if you're in the, something comes up, we do have a podcast. And we, uh, we urge you, invite someone to church. Give them a church card. Say, hey, there's a podcast. I told someone the other day, I said, hey, check out the preaching on the podcast. See if it's something that you like. And it's important, you know, churches are not all the same just because it says church over the door. So check it out. And uh, God's faithful to us. So John chapter 14 and verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, who? Thomas. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And using a portion of John chapter 14 and verse 6 this morning, I am the way. I would like to preach on the thought of a message using a GPS. Using a GPS. The other brother, Patrick, uh, Brother Million, would you ask, sir, the Lord's blessings? Heavenly Father, we thank you, we worship you for everything, for bringing us here today to worship you. Lord, open our ears to hear your word and allowing us to use it in our life and able to reach others for your kingdom. Lord, make preaching easy for the preacher so that he can deliver your word to your people. And we'll be careful to glorify your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. I remember hearing an an illustration from many years ago. Billy Graham was a great evangelist. Most of us have heard of him, okay? And he was in a town preaching some revivals and he was trying to mail something. Remember those post office things that we used to go take a letter and put it in the box? So he was in an unfamiliar town looking for the post office. This is way before GPSs. So... He saw a little boy on a bicycle and he said, hey, son. He said, yes, sir. He said, do you know where the post office is? Are you from here? He said, oh, yes, sir. And told Billy Graham where the post office was. And after Billy Graham got that information, he said, hey, young man, thank you. He said, well, you know, tonight I'm going to be preaching. And the little boy said, oh. He said, yes, and I'm going to be telling men and women how to get to heaven. Why don't you come? And the little boy said, I don't think so. Billy Graham was kind of taken aback and he said, well, why not? And the little boy said, well, you don't even know how to get to the post office. (laughs) Someone said, I was trying to get to an army base, so I typed the address into my GPS. And it said, you need to go left, right, left, right, left, right, left. Anyway, so why do we use maps anyway? You get that if you're in the military. The primary use of maps is to help someone navigate to a desired location, right? It's help us to get from one place to the other place, a place that we want to go. Now, we think of maps primarily on paper, right? 
So like a treasure map or a map of the United States. However, most of us are familiar with like a maps app on your, on your phone or on, you know, on your device or some other kind of GPS. A GPS is a global positioning system and we're, we use it uh, almost unconsciously now. And we guide, it guides us not so much walking but when we're in our cars, right? So the GPS is really a modern map. It's the map that we use nowadays. You can turn on, you don't even need to see anything, right? You turn on a voice, right? And that voice, whether it's Siri, or you can turn on some other, uh, I think you can even change the voice of Siri and make him like an Australian. My sister has done all this stuff, right? But you can be guided by a voice, turn by turn and point by point, from one place to another place. Well, I submit to you that the GPS is really not new at all. God has been doing this for a long time. God has been guiding men and women point by point and turn by turn. Even in the Old Testament, there's a very famous uh, part of Proverbs that says, Lean not unto thine own understanding. That was speaking to men, right? Because men don't like to ask for directions. I believe that the only reason they sell maps is because men run out of gas and it's near a gas station and their wife convinces them to buy something, right? Just get a map, honey. Right? That's true. I know where I'm going. Lean not, men, unto your own understanding. But the Bible says, in all thy ways. Listen, acknowledge me. God said, acknowledge me. And he said, what? I'm going to direct your path. So I'm going to give you a turn by turn from one place to another. God is like a GPS. So the GPS is a worldwide, this radio navigation. There's a bunch of satellites and ground stations, and it helps you get to where you need to be. So Jesus was talking to his disciples and you know, they were troubled. You know that a lot of people are troubled today. There's enough going on and there's enough information coming through that super highway of Facebook and Twitter and the local news and everything else that we're facing. And it's like drinking water. Have you ever drank water through a hose? We used to do that. It tasted like plastic and you had to let it run so it was hot then it would get cold, right? You let that nasty stuff that's been cooked there for three days multiplying bacteria look you eat look you drink it from a plastic bottle now it's no better don't tell me that it's all it this same stuff leaches into the water okay but but before we had plastic sections of hose that we call bottles we had a hose that was just a long piece of plastic okay still plastic it's true don't tell me that that's gross they've even done i'm not going to get into it they've done uh, test of what's in the water in, in, these, in these things. But anyway, I'll make you want to drink it from the hose again. And you drank water and it was fine. Have you ever drank water from a fire hose? I don't think so. Have you ever seen a fire hose? They're pretty big. If you stuck your face in front of that, you'd look like a cartoon. <laughs> it just blow you down the road. But you see a lot of people, they try to drink all the information from Facebook and all of the news and everything and it's just like it makes your heart troubled. It's like, God, what's going on? You know what? Jesus said, hey, there's things that can make you troubled. He said, but you know what? 
Don't let your heart be troubled. What's the first thing that you need to do? The first thing with the GPS, you've got to turn the GPS on. He said, you believe in God. He said, believe also in me. When God began to speak to his disciples, you know that God knows not only how to get to heaven, but God knows where you are. You know that I'm thankful that people say, well, preacher, I'm looking for God. Well, Guess what? God's not lost. God doesn't need to be found. The Bible said, though, that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. God is on the way to find you and to find me. And he knows exactly where we are. And he is there to show us where we need to go. That's the first thing. And when you come to the house of God, how do I activate God? You know that you activate God by acknowledging him in all of our ways. God, what do you want me to do? What will thou have me to do? That's what Paul said, didn't he? Paul was on the ground. He had this great light. It was an activated GPS. It was greater than the sun that was shining and he was down on the ground and all the men were around him. He was going to do something wrong. But Jesus stopped him and he said, I want to turn you around. This isn't the way that you need to go. You know that I'm thankful that God can change us around and the Bible says that in all our ways acknowledge him. We begin to acknowledge. If you want to turn the GPS of God on, acknowledge him. Say, God, I'm going to acknowledge that you're God and I'm not. This one lady said, my husband and I, we have a disagreement. So over what? Religion. Well, what's your disagreement of religion? Well, he thinks he's God and I don't. <laughs> you know, when we acknowledge God, we say, God, I'm not God. You're God. God, you know that I'm thankful that God not only knows where you are, he knows where the enemy is. He knows where the uh, pitfalls are. He knows where the road is out. I'm thankful that God knows. And when we activate God, you really, it's allowed to confess Jesus Christ, not just with your mouth, but to say, God, you're Lord. Have you ever done that? God, you're Lord. You know, it's that simple. How hard is it to turn on your GPS? It's like hard to turn my phone off. My phone's always on. You know, your phone's never off. It's just sleeping. You know that if you really want to turn your phone off, you have to like hold the button down and then it's like do you really want to turn this off and then you slide this thing and i think it still communicates when it's off to the towers okay it's still on but you know what god is never meant to be off in a christian life sometimes he's sleeping like jesus sleeping in that ship when the storm was there but you can awaken with just a press of a button god is always there you know that uh we only got god also it's an amazing thing because God, he knows that things change and he can see traffic jams down the road. We went to a fellowship meeting in Lakeland, Florida, few mo- uh, last month. And when cars, uh, this one car left and it, it turned to the left. Now we had come in from the right. And when it turned out of the church, it turned to the left. I'm like, well, that's odd. And then I saw another car. It turned to the left. I'm thinking, that's odd. It's like going the wrong way. That's not the way we came. We came through a Starbucks, and I wanted to stop at the Starbucks on the way out. How come they're going the other way? And then I went to leave, and I turned on my GPS. I entered in the destination. I want to go home. 
That's the second thing. When we turn on a GPS, we pop, you've got to put in the destination, right? It's not going to work unless we put in a destination, right? It's not, it'll tell you where you are, but unless you want to say, hey, I'm going to go here, and then it'll start to give you instructions. Well, the Bible says that Jesus said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Where? To heaven. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, you know. You see, you know where I'm going. And the way, you know. And that's when Thomas said, We don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Well, Jesus just told him, I'm going to heaven. That's the Father's house, right? And then Jesus said, I am the way. So anyway, when I went and left this fellowship meeting, it actually directed me, after I put my address in, to go a different way. Why? Because... I don't know. Maybe there was a traffic accident in Orlando near Disney because everyone was going to see Mickey. And that's where we came. But regardless of the fact, it chose a different way. You know that God used that when the wise men came to see Jesus Christ. They came one way. And the Bible said it directed them a different way when they left seeing Jesus. Not back by Herod, but God knows the way we need to go turn by turn. You know, I typed in heaven this morning on my Maps app. You know that heaven is only 0.6 miles away from here. Unfortunately, it's closed. And unfortunately, it's a bar. There's a place called 57 Heaven. It's like on Wells Road. So, no. I'm just kidding, right? How do you get to heaven? Jesus said, I'm the way. He said, I'm the turn by turn. This man said, I freaked out when I got to this. He went to a, a, a funeral and he got to the cemetery. And the GPS said, you have reached your final destination. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, said preacher, all that's guaranteed is death and taxes. But you know that my Bible said that I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The Bible said he took out that sting that is in death. Jesus spoke through the apostle Paul and he said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I was watching this. Uh, I sometimes, you know, you, you watch YouTube. And there was a guy that was asking Neil uh, deGrasse Tyson, who's like an astrophysicist. And he said, what about if you're going to die? And he said, all you've got is your reason. And you, all you know is that there was order created here. And uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is an incredibly intelligent individual. And I probably couldn't even understand a lot of the things that he said. So he's sitting up there. And he kind of, you know, said, well, he said, I'm going to. I'm going to be basically eaten by the flora and fauna, the same thing that I ate when I was here uh, alive in this world. That's what's going to eat me. And I was like, wow, the great smart people of the world have nothing to say when it comes to death. 
All he said basically is I'm going to be eaten up when I'm buried in the ground. But brethren, we need a better answer than that. You see, all the king's horses and all the king's men and all of science has not been able to stop aging and death. But you see, Jesus, when he came down to the world, he said, I've got a destination. It's not the cemetery. You know, Jesus, after three days and three nights, his message was, he said, I'm alive. And he said, I'm alive forevermore. The Bible said, he said, I'm not the God of the dead. I'm the God of the living. He said, all men live unto me. And when you give your life to Jesus Christ, the Bible says in John 3, 16, whosoever believeth in him, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to perish. But guess what I've got? Brethren, you might not have money, but the Bible says you shall have ever." lasting life. That's what someone said. Preacher, uh, what's the favorite candy of someone who's going to die? Lifesavers. <laughs> you know, that's what I need. I need life. And I need it more abundantly. But you see all of the scientists, they can say, well, you know what? Scientists can tell you what something is or how something works. They can't tell you why. See, science is not a moral thing. It's just they, they, they have these things and they say, well, preacher, but it's proven. No, it's a guess. You know what a hypothesis is? It's a guess. Look it up. Break it down. It's just like, we're going to try. I got a hypothesis. We're going to work this out and see if it works. But you know what? They find out a lot of this stuff is wrong. And then they redo it. Have you ever read that milk is good? And then milk is bad? And then coffee is good? And then coffee is bad? Meat is bad. And then meat is good. I mean, everything is good and then it's bad. Oh, fake sugar is good. That's bad. Then they said margarine. Oh, don't eat butter. Eat margarine. And they're like, ooh, don't eat margarine. Eat butter. You know that these scientists, these ones that's supposed to know everything, they're flip-flopping everywhere. But I'm thankful Jesus, he said, I know the way that you take. Or excuse me, Job said, I know the way that I take. And when uh, he has tried me, I'm going to come forth as gold. I'm going to follow the GPS God has given me a turn by turn. Now it's interesting. After we enter a destination, I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. Preacher, why do you do what you do? God just, look, God just, he called me to be a preacher. I'm no different than anybody else. But that doesn't make me go to heaven. You know what makes me go to heaven? Following Jesus Christ. (laughs) Do you see when, uh, you know that all these people, Snoop Dogg's on the metaverse, and everyone is trying to get into marketing things, right? Well, U2, have you ever heard of the band U2? They put out their own GPS. It's really expensive. You ever heard of U2? There's a big band. If you're younger, you've older. 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 So I just got the U2 GPS system for my car. But it's no good. The streets have no name. And I still haven't found what I'm looking for. You know, as a Jesus. That's bad, isn't it? If you don't know what U2, those are two of their songs. But anyway. You got another group. <laughs> Hey, if you don't know the group, praise God. You missed a good thing, right? (laughs) You know what Jesus said? He said in John chapter 10 and verse 5, you know, you don't even need to look at the GPS when you're going from one place to another. You know why? Because there's a voice. And it begins to tell you, turn here. Turn here. Turn left. 
Go through one more light in 0.8 miles. Take a slight right turn. I mean, they really break it down, right? If after two stoplights, turn left. So you, have, you can merge over, right? And God will begin to guide your life. Is God like that? He is absolutely like that. Listen to what Jesus said. John chapter 10 and verse 5. And a stranger will they not follow. Hmm. There's lots of voices in the world, right? But will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. And in John chapter 10 and verse 27, my sheep hear my voice. And they do what? Follow me. You know that the Bible says not only that, but he says, I know them. You know that when God begins to direct your life, that the thing that you need to do is you need to keep your GPS on. You just do. You know that I had a GPS some years ago, but that cigarette lighter, that's what you call it. I didn't use it for that, but it was your AC adapter. It was broken somehow. Why didn't you get it fixed? Right. Why didn't I get it fixed? But it was broken. You know some things you just don't fix, right? I mean, man, there's some things. I'll go get a coffee for $5, but I won't fix the, the, the charger thing that would have charged my cell phone and charged the GPS. So you can charge the GPS at home. Was it a Garmin GPS some years ago? Remember that company? So, and uh, I went to visit my father-in-law, which lived, he lived in the villages several hours away. Well, there was a back way that could cut some time off. Well, the problem with the back way is it was through the woods, like to grandmother's house we go, over the river and through the dale. And the GPS wouldn't make it there on battery power. So I'd have to see, okay, it's like eight miles on this road, turn it off. <laughs> and you just drive and then you turn it back on and hope that you're going to be able to get a satellite in the woods of Florida and it burns the battery up trying to get the satellite and hope that you make it to civilization before the battery dies. But you know that in God, a lot of people, isn't it sometimes that you turn the GPS off and say, Preacher, I'm going to turn it off. I'll turn it back on on Sunday morning. But you know what? I need the GPS when I'm going through between Sundays. And I need it on Monday. And I need it on Tuesday. And you see, God begins to move in our lives because there's lots of voices out there. The Bible said the voice of the stranger. You know that I'm thankful that you can have an unfollow button on your phone. And that's what we need to do. Unfollow the devil. Unfollow the critical people. Unfollow. Unfollow us. Unfollow us. I preach that's negative. You know that I'm not into this word. It's, it's in Arabic a lot of times. And people who fought in, for our country in Iraq and Afghanistan, they were called infidels by... Uh, uh, the, some of the jihadists that they were fighting against. And so they would have it written like a source of pride. Infidel in Arabic on the back of their, uh, in the back of the trucks and the cars and everything. And I'm not really into the world. The word infidel means unfaithful. Okay, I, I believe in being faithful. But, but I thought that was kind of neat because they were being called unbelievers. But you know what? Christians don't believe everything. 
I don't believe that Islam is the way to heaven. I don't believe that Muhammad, and I'm not being critical, but I'm an unbeliever. I'm an infidel. I don't believe in that. I believe that Jesus Christ is the way. I believe he's the truth. I don't believe the teachings of Buddha are going to get me to the afterlife. I don't believe that Krishna has the way. I don't believe in an elephant-headed God. My God looks like a man. I'm, I'm made in the image of God. My wife is made in the image of God. Uh, we don't worship a monkey. We don't give monkeys a bunch of treats and think that we're pacifying the gods. But you see, we need to unfollow. And then we need to become an unbeliever in the things that are not true. Jesus didn't say, I am a truth. I'm one of many truths. All roads lead to Rome. Do you believe that? That's so dumb. Okay, well, all roads lead to Miami. Okay, well, that's just get on any road and you should wind up in Miami, right? All roads. That's so dumb. Because all roads don't, we're going to heaven anyway, not Rome. But you see, there's only one way to get there. And it's not just the man Christ Jesus. It's leading your life, following him turn by turn. So we need to unfollow. We need to unbelieve. And I don't mean that in the right way. But Christians aren't, I don't just believe anything anybody says. Man, it makes me skeptical. People say something and I like smile and go, ha, 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 oh. But I don't agree. One minister I really appreciate, Reverend Jones, he says, very good. He, he, won't, he won't confirm or deny what you said, but he'll just say, very good. What, what he's saying is, I, I, do you want my opinion? I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say, very good. Okay. That you said it. But you know what? I want to believe the Bible. I want to believe the gospel. I want to believe the good news. It's always right. It's right on Monday through Friday and weekends. I want to believe that God can guide me turn by turn. And the last thing, we need to unlearn. We need to unlearn. You know, when you learn something new, a lot of us, brethren, when God saves you, he'll teach you new turns in your marriage. He'll give you a GPS. What is that? God first, people second, and self third. Man, God will teach you that. God will teach you that telling your wife that you love her, that saying the S word, but I'm talking about sorry. You know that my wife, sometimes she'll thrust her hand at me, not like a left hook. She does, and my daughter does it too. Because sometimes I forget that she's not a man. She's a woman. And that men and women, have you checked this out? They're different. And all the people that say they're the same, they're not married. (laughs) You're just not, I'm not talking about physiologically. There's chemistry that's different. And it's on purpose. And one's not worse than the other, it's just different, right? And so my wife will thrust her hand at me. And what that means is her wrist, right? Because we did this a long time ago. You know when you break something, what do you do? Throw it out! So I dump her in the trash can, and then I go, no, I don't. You glue it back together. So she puts her hand out like, oh, I've done something wrong. If she ever does that, I'm like, hmm. I said, preacher, you need to unlearn. I'm still unlearning things, right? I haven't figured some things out. Men are dumb sometimes, okay? So I, I've been, I got a lot of glue, though. <laughs> and so I glue her back together, and then sometimes I make my daughter. I don't make my son mad because I don't have one. But my daughter gets mad sometimes. And you know what she'll do? She'll put her hand up. She learned from mom. Glue me back together, daddy. You were mean or, you know, something. So I do. And said, so, preacher, what are you doing? It shows that God will, God will guide us to unlearn the ways that we did things. Say, so, well, she, that's the way my parents did it. Or that's the way I, I think. Well, you know what? God will guide us into, he's gonna, I'm going to show you a new way. 
I'm going to show you a living way. I'm going to show you a way of gentleness. I'm going to show you a way of forgiveness. Have you ever tried forgiveness? So a preacher, well, this, that's, not, that's not manly. That's what Jesus did. You see, when we were sinners, God didn't say, well, I'm going to squash them like a bug. I'm going to step on them like an ant. He said, no, I'm going to save them. Now, I don't like bugs, but you know what? I, my daughter and I have this thing where we walk around, and if there's a worm on the ground... It's on the asphalt. It's going to get cooked on a, like a griddle when the sun comes out. And we grab the worms and we throw them back into the dirt. So, preacher, it's just a worm. I know, but it's something that my daughter and I like to do. And you're saving someone who's like, you know, just, it's, 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 it doesn't even know. It doesn't have a brain, really. It's just kind of going along in life. But, so, preacher, what is it about? It's about having mercy. It's about having mercy and giving another chance. Brethren, we all need another chance. And we're trying to say, look, you've gotten off track. You need to recalculate. Let's help you out. We're going to get them a, a couple turns back into the dirt. I don't know if we give them a traumatic brain injury where we throw them back into the dirt, but I think it gives them a new life. You know that with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you ever take a wrong turn, say, preacher, I, I know that God's real. I've activated Jesus Christ. I know I want to go to heaven. I believe everyone in here wants to go to heaven. I do too. I want to go to heaven. I want to be with Jesus. But you see, there's a voice. And the same voice that led you here. You know, God, when I got saved, I realized God began to guide me everywhere. He began to guide me in what I watched on TV. He began to guide me in what I read. Guide me in what I looked at. God is a guide, turn by turn. He's the way. He's the truth and the life. And no man cometh to the Father but by Him. If you get off track, all you have to do is, you don't even really have, your, your, your GPS will let you know. It'll say, recalculate. And it'll show you another turn that you need to make to get to the right place. A long time ago with our Garmin, it used to say this. It used to say, make a legal U-turn. <laughs> What are you saying? Turn around. Because you're not getting any closer to where you want to go. And know that with Jesus, recalculating, recalculating, it's going to take you to the same place. Say, preacher, but I don't want to go through that test. You know, God will take you through it. Let's not opt out of the tests of God. Let's go through it and let's pass it and let's get to where we need to go. In Jesus, because sometimes God will take us through some rough times, but brethren, I give you a guarantee He'll take you through and He'll make you stronger on the other side. And God will give you the grace to go through the shadow of the valley of death, for He will be with you and you don't have to fear any evil, for He's with you in His rod and His staff. Brethren, He'll comfort you, He'll even prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies, because He is the true GPS. Let's find a place to pray. Father, I preached your son, but Jesus said, I will draw all men. I will draw all women unto me. That Jesus said, brethren, if you don't know which way to turn, if you're facing something in your life, acknowledge God today. And I know that we're facing real turns in our life. And a turn puts you on a different path. God, show me where to turn. Say, preacher, well, I need to recalculate. It's easy for Jesus. It's easy for Jesus. He'll already do, he already knows where you are. He already knows to get you where you need to be. God's a master planner. And all he wants you to do is just start following his turn.
as my wife sings. As God bless you as our prayer, just reach out. He's got open arms today. Just touch him. This morning, this day, be glorified, guide our lives. Jesus is the way. GPS. Brother Velez, would you dismiss us in prayer? God loves you. God wants to guide your life. Let's let him. He's the way to heaven. And he's the way every turn to get there. He'll lead you by a couple heavenly Starbucks on the way. God is a good God. Amen. I'll give you what you need. God bless you. Amen. Yeah.